Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, folks, uh, chest out, chin up today. A big victories yesterday in primaries. A lot of good news, a little bit of not so good news, but a ton of really, really good news. Uh, primary elections yesterday. Another development that happened, maybe whistleblowers. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. Um, also, an expected announcement today by the Biden administration. Let's just start off and I'll say it again. Pay your own damn student loans off. Okay? Show's over. Thanks. Kidding. I got more details on that coming up. Pay your own damn loans. Pay your own damn loans. Not interested in paying your loans. Not even a little bit. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, folks. Chest out. Chin up a little bit. Yes, sir. Here we go. All right. Last night was a huge victory. Um, the candidates I endorsed last night in Martin County, Florida for school board won in a huge, huge upset. Both won. Congratulations to Amy Pritchett and Jennifer Russell. But it wasn't just Martin County, Florida, where I live, where we had primaries. It was all over Florida, where a number of Ron DeSantis endorsed candidates, uh, conservative endorsed candidates, candidates who, shocker, Joe, care about education, and not face diapers and CRT. Whoa. Basically, it's a stunner. Yeah. I know. It was an apocalyptic night for the put the face diaper on your kids and teach them to hate each other crowd. It was not good. Sarasota County, Clay, Martin, all over the place. Not a good night for the left. Save the schools. Save the schools. On a deadly serious note here, save the schools or our country will meet its demise. We don't save our schools. We've got nothing left. Folks, it happened in Florida. It's happening all over the country. Get these people out of there that want to focus on teaching your kids to hate each other based on skin color, want to stick face diapers in front of their faces, want to lock them out of schools, and let's get people back in there who care about this country. Damn it, we got to save this place, and it ain't going to happen without an education system to do it. All right. Great night. Uh, a lot of uh, interesting notes around the country too. New York, Oklahoma, Mark Wayne Mullins, uh, BTW Shannon out in Oklahoma. A uh, number of races around the country. New York had a number of primaries uh, last night, obviously Congress and things like that. So just a couple quick takeaways. Um, th- there was an, uh, a race up in New York 19. This is the bit of bad news. I gave you the good news. The school board races were just amazing last night, but the a bit of bad news. New York 19, Congressional District 19 up there, is one of those um, bellwether counties. It's a uh, be- uh, bellwether congressional districts, excuse me. I'm stumbling over this a bit because I'm a little upset about what happened. And uh, unlike the Democrats who constantly you know, lie to your face, I'm not going to do that. 
uh, was not a great result last night. This is one of those congressional districts, 19, that voted for Obama, then flipped for Trump, and then went back and voted for Biden. So it's the very definition of a swing county. Um, excuse me, swing district. It's one of those districts we really should have won. Now, granted, it was a special election last night. Um, you don't want to take too much away from that. We did very well in other specials on the Texas southern border. Um, Myra Flores, notably being one of them. But folks, this wasn't a good sign. We lost last night. All right, we lost. Uh, Pat Ryan, the Democrat, beat Mark Molinaro. Now it was close. It was 51-48. But horseshoes and hand grenades, Armacost, you know, close don't really matter. Right. Only one arse goes in that seat, and it ain't going to be Molinaro's. Kind of disappointing, and should be a lesson for all of us that don't believe all this hype, that there's a massive red wave coming. The only thing that's going to cause a red wave is a ripple in the water, and the only thing that's going to cause a ripple in the water is an action, either you slapping the water or something happening. You got to do something, which means you got to go out and vote. Please, I'm begging you with every single DNA molecule in my being, please get out and vote. And it's not just enough for you to get out and vote. The 10, 10, and 10 rule. We have just a couple months left here. 10, 10, and 10. You need to send 10 emails, make 10 social media posts about the elections coming up, and get 10 people to the polls and make 10, 10, 10, and 10, and make 10 phone calls. I'm adding another 10. Getting people to vote. It's the only way to stop the madness going on right now, folks. It is really critically important that this happens. Okay. Good night, though, last night in Florida. I'm extremely happy. Big congratulations to uh, Stacey Hetherington, too, and Judge White and Mullins as well, who won. All candidates I supported uh, and fully endorsed, so I'm, I'm very, very happy. It was a good day for me personally, so if I may. I know my county may not matter to everyone else, but uh matters to me. I had a guy uh, come up in, in a restaurant, Talk House, that Guy and I go to, which I love. It's one of my favorite restaurants, and uh, he's a local landscaper, and he said to me, uh, he goes, Dan, you know, I really appreciate what you do. I said, oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. He had done some work at a property owner. And uh, he goes, but I really appreciate you staying involved in local politics, too. Because not a lot of national guys would do that. And I'm like, yeah, well, all politics are local. I'll never forget. Local politics matter. Okay, uh, moving on. Folks, let me tell you something you uh, may not have heard on this show for a while. Our P1 listeners, which are, is an industry term for diehards, people who've been with us from the beginning. Um, that's a small portion of your audience. It just is for everyone. It's not a me thing. It's just maybe 10, 20% of your audience are your diehards. They'll listen to every show no matter what. And I thank you, love you. Others are, you know, they'll listen to four or five shows, excuse me, three, four shows a week. And then others will come in once in a while when they like a content or don't, right? That's just how the industry works. This is, this is a hard reality. So outside of my P1s, not a lot of you have heard this story, but it's critical on the Mar-a-Lago raid right now that you understand what's going on and a bit of a backstory. Joe's heard this story. It's been a while. Uh, but it's critical that you understand it, too. Let me tell you something you may not have heard about Barack Obama and the Hillary Clinton email scandal. The Hillary Clinton email scandal, where many of you remember she had a private email server, which was unquestionably filled with classified material and was unquestionably um, hacked, according to sources I have, that the media does not. That was unquestionably hacked. Let me say that again. Foreign actors had uh, access to classified information through Hillary Clinton's personal email. She never had a State Department email. That media effort, the media effort to cover that scandal up and make it go away in conjunction with the FBI, who pretended like they were investigating when they weren't inviting Hillary Clinton's lawyers in, people who were just claiming to be lawyers like 
Cheryl Mills. She's a lawyer, but she wasn't Mrs. Clinton's lawyer in that case. It was ridiculous. It was a fake. It was a cover-up. The FBI and DOJ and the swamp did everything they could. Now, Joe, do you remember when I said they were not covering for Hillary Clinton? And I got a lot of feedback. Well, well yeah. what? What do you mean? No, they weren't. They, were, they weren't covering for Hillary Clinton. Um, they were covering, in many cases, uh, for Barack Obama. Wait, Barack Obama had a private email? That's besides the point. That's a whole other issue. But yes, they were covering for Barack Obama. How? This is critical in relationship to what the next step is going to be in the continued persecution of Donald Trump, according to 279. Pay very close attention to what I'm about to tell you. Hillary Clinton's private email. She never had a government email at all, which was unauthorized, was illicit, and I believe in many cases illegal because of what she did with it via gross negligence. Remember that from yesterday's show. She emailed Barack Obama on that email. Now, you may say, well, so what? That doesn't mean Barack Obama knew about her personal email system. Wait, wait, wait. There's another angle to this story. According to a very, very good source, Barack Obama, folks, had a BlackBerry. That BlackBerry at the time, I don't know if you remember this story, there was a lot of concern about this is the first president who's asking for a personal BlackBerry. What if people send him Trojans, you know, programs that would intercept his traffic? He's the president of the United States. We can't have that. But, of course, because he was the president, they made accommodations. Now, in order to get an email to Barack Obama's BlackBerry to prevent it from being infected by viruses, emails had to be whitelisted. In other words, I'll take emails from my wife, Michelle, at this, from Tony at this, from Bobby at this. According to a very good source of mine, WACA, the White House Communications Agency, would have had, had to whitelist Hillary Clinton's email for Obama to get emails from her, which we know he did. That, that instruction would have had to come from the Obama White House, who would have had ordered them to do it, to whitelist that email. From what I'm hearing from sources, that was whitelisted, Ooh. meaning the Obama administration knew the entire time that Hillary Clinton was trafficking classified information over a private email. Obama never got an email from an official government account from Hillary Clinton. Why? Because she didn't have one. Now, why do I bring that up? Because they were covering for Obama because an Obama would be complicit. Obama would have known that there was classified information potentially going to people over a private system that were unauthorized to see it. Obama knew that. How that story, by the way, when I put that out there based on high quality sources never got picked up is further evidence that the left wing media, which will take an anonymous source anywhere about the most ridiculous Trump conspiracy theory. Oh, my God. Trump's got a pee pee tape, right? It's, it's absurd. It's obscene. How they never picked that up, despite the fact knowing that I have people on the inside who nailed this story from day one is more evidence they wanted to make this thing go away. Obama knew. Why is this important? Folks, it's critical because as my great source, the 279er, said to me yesterday, I don't think they have anything to indict Donald Trump on this ridiculous classified papers, espionage act nonsense vis-a-vis the raid on Mar-a-Lago. He's a pretty good analyst, and I, I, I agree with him. Um, I'm worried they can make it up. I mean, they made up the pee-pee tape. I mean, it literally happened. They made up that he colluded with the Russians. I'm serious. I'm not being silly about it. They made it up. 
So despite the fact that there's no evidence, uh, I agree with the 279 or they may be a little hesitant, but they can always just make it up. It's, it'd be difficult, but they can do it. They did it in a Russian collusion case. But 279 has a theory out there that they're not going to go for Trump here. What they're really looking to do is take down Trump's network like they've been doing in the past. You get what I'm saying, Joe? They've taken out Navarro, huh. Eastman, yeah. Clark, targeting Ellis, Giuliani, others, Michael Cohen. They've been picking off uh, one by one, uh, Flynn, Manafort, you get it, the entire network that surrounds Donald Trump. And if they haven't picked you off yet, you're going to get a subpoena or something else. The design is to intimidate you and make sure that the network, support network around Trump, follow me. If this gets confusing, audience, stop me. Give me like a finger wag or something. Well, the- Trump can't run in 2024 without a support network around him. Mail companies, messaging companies, activists, volunteers, donors, he can't. So 279's theory is that they're trying to pick off his network. Because if you pick him off, you can make a martyr out of him. And they may, may, I doubt it, may have learned a lesson from Mar-a-Lago because the backlash has been so ridiculous. I'll get to more of that in a second. They may say to themselves, well, this didn't work. Trump's polls are up. His fundraising is up. Why go for the king if you can take out the kingmakers? So what does this have to do with the sharing of information with Obama over the BlackBerry and everything else? Well, they protected Obama to make that go away, but now they'll have a, they'll have a, uh, a Trump. They'll use the same exact thing on Trump. Maybe they're just going for Trump to say, hey, it's not that he had classified paperwork. That's bad enough, but we're not going to charge him because there's a dispute. He shared it with this person, and therefore this person, he may have had unauthorized access, so they may target that person too. Right subpoenas bog them down what did trump share with you when did he share it what did he say where did you go now all of a sudden you're not thinking about 2022 and 2024 you're thinking about defending yourself in court and getting a lawyer yourself who did trump give access to the information to 279's never been wrong now here's where it gets even more interesting this is kind of my add-on to his theory there if you're donald trump and you have a a crew of people around you who know you were spied on and the target of an illicit, unauthorized, what I believe to be illegal FBI spying operation on you. You're going to need people, lawyers and others, right, folks? Intelligence specials and others to look at the paperwork to make the case that you were spied on. Well, what better way to shut down an investigation into FBI malfeasance and Spygate than to go and seize the Spygate paperwork, have Biden reclassify it, And then go back and interview everyone who may have been at Mar-a-Lago who they need to pick off, who may be helping out with the Spygate case against Donald Trump, and then charging them with some kind of espionage or unauthorized access to classified information charge to make sure they never spoke about what they saw. You may say, my gosh, Dan, that sounds really bad. Yeah, it does. It does. But it sounds like it could be really accurate, too. Now, some good news. It sounds like we're starting to have some people uh, in the FBI who had that same moment I had. You know, we had a caller at the end of yesterday's show, the radio show. We take callers in the last segment. A uh, very nice guy. He called up and he said, Dan, you know, if you were in the position as these FBI agents asked to serve a warrant at Mar-a-Lago and uh, violate your constitutional oath, do you, what do you think you would do? Joe, um, for obvious reasons, I, I said, sir, listen, I, I don't mean this in any way disrespectfully. I deeply appreciate your call, but you may not know my background, which is okay. I said, but I find the question ironic because 
I was in that situation. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like what Barack Obama was doing, and I actually left my job. The fact that a number of FBI agents, apparently more than one and a lot more, are starting to grow incredibly frustrated with the weaponization of the FBI as a bunch of bouncers in a bar warms my soul like you have no idea. And I want to say to the men and women that are doing this and becoming whistleblowers, thank you. And please encourage more to do so. Here's what I mean. Washington Examiner story will be in the newsletter today. If you want to check it out, Bongino.com slash newsletter. We appreciate you subscribing to the newsletter. It's free. Jim Jordan, great congressman out of Ohio, says more FBI whistleblowers coming forward every other week. Listen to this. The congressman, who's a ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, said in an interview, there are now over 14 agents who've raised concerns with GOP lawyers on the panel over matters, including the controversy surrounding a school board's memo January 6th and pressure to label cases domestic violence extremism. By the way, I'm reasonably confident you're going to get some whistleblowers on this Mar-a-Lago raid as well. Folks, nobody, nobody does more damage to the pervasive myth on the left that Donald Trump is the greatest threat to democracy than a whistleblower from the inside of the FBI who's actually seen it themselves. There is no coming back from that. They are unimpeachable witnesses. You understand? It's one person to have a Jim Jordan or me. We're obvious partisans, okay? Even though we tell the truth, there's, people are just going to dismiss what we say as a partisan attack. I get it. It's how the way, it's the, way the system works. But when you leave the FBI, you're leaving your salary and your pension like I did early on in the Secret Service, and you're putting it all on the line to go out and speak the truth. That is an unimpeachable character witness that does incredible damage to the leftist narrative that Donald Trump is a problem, not the FBI. Please, to the whistleblowers, the country's counting on you. Please, again, with humility and respect, please get more. Speak out. You've got a country to save, and you can do it. Folks, this is backfiring, and it's backfiring in spectacular fashion on the left, too. And it's kind of semi-amusing to watch if the situation wasn't so deadly serious. Deadly, I mean, for the existence of the country. That you're watching the death of a republic right now. But look at this, Breitbart, Lucas Nolan. True Social, Donald Trump's social media app. Enjoys a 550% increase in downloads following the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago. This is just beautiful. Polls through the roof for Trump. Fundraising through the roof. His social app explodes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just, this has been the biggest backfire I have ever seen. The most, uh, the, the biggest miscalculation on behalf of a law enforcement intelligence entity supposedly full of smart people in the history, in the history of this country. You may have incentivized Donald Trump, in fact, to run. Listen, I'm going to say it again for the fifth time. Obama, uh, Biden, whatever, same thing. Biden's expected to make, it's not even a Freudian slip anymore, an announcement today for this week about you paying off your neighbor's student loans. Now, they're going to call it student loan forgiveness, but it's student loan forgiveness for the student loan and his rich dad, not for you who has to pay the loan with your money to forgive them. Pay your own damn loans. You understand? The whole segment on this coming up here. 
With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So they're expected to make an announcement, uh, Biden, uh, which is a, a grotesque theft of your money to pay off your wealthy neighbor's kids' student loans. Uh, they call it student loan forgiveness. My guess, because I know the left, is that they had a focus group sitting around, Joe, and they all said, OK, so we're going to steal from a bunch of Americans uh, via their tax dollars, something we can't do. Joe Biden has no legal authority to do this. I'll prove that to you in a minute. Uh, no legal authority whatsoever. How do we frame this for people who are struggling to get by like the HVAC guy who may not have went to college, but is a super smart guy, can fix an HVAC system I can't, uh, understands technology, computers, complex machinery and HVAC. So he didn't go to college, but now he's working his ass off, pardon my language, to pay off these student loans um, of their rich neighbors who go to school to get an accounting degree or whatever. So they said, I've got an idea. If we call it student loan forgiveness, Maybe they'll forget about that. Good idea. Listen to me. Good you, idea. Yeah, 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 there you go. That's what they did. They all sat around. Yes, yeah. they applauded just like that. Yeah. So, however, when I heard this yesterday, and I knew this was coming, by the way, my first thought was, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> you just came out with a trillion dollars in spending, of which... A small sliver it you claim was dedicated to reducing the deficit. And now you're going to pile on the latest number I've seen is $329 billion in new government debt I have to pay off because you want to forgive a bunch of wealthy folks and kids. That's the majority of who's going to get this. Of their student loans, forgive them at my expense. Just checking. Just checking. And the hilarious thing about this is the left, the libs are furious. Do you guys see this? The libs want more. The libs want yeah. more. They want everybody's debt yeah. forgiven at your expense. What's the Milton Friedman joke? You know, the big joke about government spending is you think you're spending your neighbor's money, but your neighbor thinks the same thing. There you go. That's government spend. Where do you think the government gets money from? It gets its money from you. Wall Street Journal reports on this yesterday. Student loan forgiveness is an inflation expansion act. You're damn right. We're going to print 300 billion more dollars we don't have. And that's going to somehow fix inflation. They note in the piece, this is an inflation expansion act. The report says Biden will cancel 10,000 in debt for borrowers making 125K or less a year. They note that would cost about 300 billion this year and 330 billion over 10 years, says Penn Morton. That's far more than the $102 billion the Inflation Reduction Act purportedly reduces the deficit by over 10 years starting in 2027. Here's where it gets even worse. About 70% of the loan relief will go to borrowers in the top 60% of the income distribution. This is He commented a lot lately. He says this is so disgusting. So just to be clear what these freaking dipwads are doing to you, just to check this all out. Inflation is destroying your buying power right now because the government's printing a bunch of money 
not supported by the tax base to chase a bunch of goods that don't exist because labor force participation is low. So the solution by these a-holes, this is why we're descending into a third world clown show. If you want to see what the end of an empire looks like, take a videotape from this point on on your phone and keep it running because this is exactly what it looks like. And then in order to finance this inflationary debacle for you to pay off your rich kid, 70% of the benefit goes to the top 60% on the income distribution scale. So the overwhelming majority of the funds go to people who are well off, very well off, and very, very well off. And this sounds fair to you. Again, you want to see what the end of a republic looks like. We can save it. I'm an optimist in the long run. I know some of you are, and I get your emails. I am. I don't think the Almighty is going to let this place go down. I just don't. But I'm telling you, in the short and medium term, we could be in a lot of trouble, folks. This is what the end of an empire looks like. The total collapse of sanity everywhere. Raiding political opponents, spending hundreds of billions and trillions more in the middle of an inflationary crisis, and then looking at people and going, this isn't going to increase inflation. Are you, on, are you eating edibles? Are you on, like, seriously? Is there, is there, some, uh, is there is some cannabis in, that, uh, in those gummies you've been eating? And you know, the crazy thing about them, I'm going to get this video. This is the longest I think I've gone without playing a cut. I'm sorry. I know you like cuts, but it's important I talk about this. It never occurs to liberals, the dumb liberals, the smart ones know what they're doing. That I heard Jessica Tarloff say this on the five day. She's talking about like the cost of college, like going up and up and how we have like some kind of duty to help. Do you understand that the cost of college is going up, Jessica, because the government has helped? Has this ever occurred to you that the two spheres, two, Joe, the two spheres, the left gripes and moans about the most, costs are out of control. What are they? Healthcare mm-hmm. and college. The left is always complaining. That was the genesis of Obamacare, the takeover of the student loan market, lefties. It's too expensive. It never occurs to them that the two spheres, the government has the largest footprint in our healthcare and college never put two and two together. Now the smart liberals know exactly what they're doing. They're trying to bankrupt the system. The dumb ones just play along. Government's got to help. College costs are out of control. Government already pays for about 40% of education, if not more in the United States. It's been going up year by year too. You don't find that odd that the more the government's involved, the more the costs go up. You don't find that strange the more government involves themselves in healthcare, the more the costs go up and you keep complaining that more government's going to solve healthcare. Are you guys this dumb? The electric vehicle store. Yeah, Rachel uh, Campos brought that up on the five. We're going to help people buy electric cars. We're going to give them a $7,500 subsidy to which Ford and other companies promptly raise the prices by exactly $7,500. And it never occurs to these idiots that they're the problem, not the solution. Here's Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas, fake Indian, Elizabeth Warren. This is from a while ago. She was on the campaign trail and she got confronted by a father who brings up this point I'm making right now. Hey, uh, Liz, I paid off my loans and worked my ass off and my neighbor didn't. So why should I be paying off my neighbor's kids' college loans? 
Check this out. Uh, I just want to ask one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I've saved all my money. Do you have any money? Yeah. Am I going to get my money back? Of course not. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us who did the right thing get screwed. No, it's fine. That's great. Of course we did. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations. I saved my money. He made more than I did. But I worked a double shift. I worked extra. My daughter's work sheet is 10. So you're laughing. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing and we get screwed. I appreciate it. I, I want to thank that gentleman. I don't know him. I've never met him. Um, but what you said is correct. Guy works his butt off his entire life to pay off both his kids' loans and his loans himself. And then all of a sudden he's got to pay off the neighbor who maybe took a college loan and then halfway through bailed. I, I mean, I mean, listen, I'm really sorry, but if halfway through you went to college and you didn't like it and you bailed out and you quit, you quit. Now you can massage that any way you want. I'm not, not college isn't for everyone, but it's, and, and that may have been a good decision. Some of you may have left and become truckers, truckers making six figures. Some of them now. But because you stopped and quit college, it doesn't mean I should pay off your loan because you did. Matter of fact, there are some people out there who left. And, and, and listen, I'm telling you, I'm not making a judgment. Gosh, I've done enough things in my life that I regret. I'm not even telling you you should have regretted that. Again, some of you left and started a business. Smartest move ever. So there's two scenarios here. You went to college. You quit and you left because you got a better opportunity, which worked out for you. In that case, why should we pay off your loans? Everybody tracking? Case two, and that's a lot of people. And congratulations for making a smart decision if it worked out for you. Then there's another group that just quit because they were lazy, didn't like it, didn't want to do it, and then did nothing. And again, I'll ask you, in that case, why should I pay off your loans? Military academies, if you, if you get out of there, you got to pay off the loan. If you quit. Great point. You can't quit. It's paid for by the taxpayers in our military academy until you decide it ain't for you. Then the bill's for you. This gets worse. The stupidity on this is really profound. I'm going to point to a tweet that went viral for all the wrong reasons. And I've got another video of Elizabeth Warren saying something so stupid. It's stunning. Even she would say it, which is saying a lot about Pocahontas. This tweet went viral yesterday for all the wrong reasons, and it points to the problem with the Democrat Party. What's the problem with the Democrat Party? Uh, They're stupid, many of them. Not all, but a large swath. The liberal portion of the Democrat Party, yes, they're all pretty stupid if they're not tyrannical. Here's a tweet by a woman by the name of Nina Turner, who I hadn't heard of before yesterday. She wrote this, FYI, student debt cancellation isn't paid for by the taxpayers. The federal government is the lender. It's costlier for the government to hold on to the debt. Holy. Joe, Nina Turner's in, here's her, this is her profile. I'm not making this up. She's an educator. She's an activist. She's a senior fellow at Race, Power, and Policy. The former Ohio State Senator and professor. Holy cow. Hey, come on. <laughs> this is, uh, no, 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 not come on. No, this is real. I did not make that up. That's Nina Turner. That's what passes on the left for an, uh, an academic informed intellectual opinion that the taxpayers aren't on the hook because the government pays for it. 
Okay. Um, here's more stupid from the left. Here's another video of Pocahontas uh, on television here, arguing, this is from a, taken from just a, a while ago. Here's Elizabeth Warren arguing that canceling student loans, which don't get canceled. Remember the golden rule of debt. Joe, Joe loves this. All debts are paid, folks. Yes, sir. They are, yep, by the debtor or the creditor. I lend Joe money, he pays me back. Joe paid the debt. I lend Joe money and Joe doesn't pay me back. I paid the debt. That's right. All debts are paid. There's no phantom money. There's no money fairy. The money comes from somewhere and the money goes somewhere. Here's Elizabeth Warren suggesting magically that printing 300 billion more dollars to give to your rich neighbor's kid to pay off their loans, that doing that magically will not create an inflationary environment. And she claims hilariously that there's no evidence it will produce inflation, despite the exact same money printing causing the inflation we're seeing now. This is Nina Turner and Elizabeth Warren proving again that the left has, they've reached peak stupid and the useful idiots in, in, in a village of morons. These are the, the, the empresses right here. Here, check this out. There's just no evidence that canceling student loan debt contributes to inflation. But here's what it does. It relieves the burden of payment for a lot of working families. Keep in mind that only 58% of the people who have student loan debt actually have a college diploma. That remaining 42% tried, and God bless them. She goes on, by the way, to give a horror story, Joe. Oh, maybe, uh, you know, they got pregnant in college, and they, uh... Hi. Okay. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of people got pregnant as well, didn't go to college, and are still struggling to find baby food for their kids. Does that mean that the federal government should start confiscating trillions of dollars to start moving money around? Um, and, and whose story's worse? The pregnant woman in college or the pregnant woman out of college? The pregnant woman who can't find baby formula with two kids and newborns in the house? What? You see what they do? How the left, they use emotion to override common sense? Ladies and gentlemen, what's really disgusting about Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, is not only her complete lack of character, her lying, her disgusting, spineless, cowardly lying, pretending she's an American Indian to get ahead in life because she has no value-added characteristics at all outside of lying to leverage identity politics. Is Elizabeth Warren's not stupid. Elizabeth Warren knows in that cut. She absolutely knows she's lying to you. That's because she has no respect for you. And you should be honored that you're on the conservative side of this and can laugh at these idiots for saying dumbs like, dumb things like this while the leftists watching that same clip are like, <laughs> yeah, they're just completely convinced she's correct, that you can just print more money endlessly, give it to people to pay off loans you didn't take. It'll have no inflationary effect at all. They believe that. Now, Joe Biden, of course, has no authority to cancel student loans at all. That's fairly obvious. Oh, Dan, you don't know that. I don't. Um, apparently, Nancy Pelosi knows it, too. This is a real clip. It's not edited, by the way. Here's Nancy Pelosi a little while ago. Just like when Obama said that he couldn't just grant amnesty and couldn't do all this stuff and then did it anyway through DACA and DAPA. Remember that? The Democrats have a funny way of acknowledging their inability to enact power they don't have and then going and doing anyway. Again, this is more proof right here that we're living in the third world. When the people in power will tell you to your face they have no legal authority to do something, and then they go and do it anyway. That is evidence we are now living in a third world kleptocracy. You understand? 
Here's Pelosi herself acknowledging Joe Biden has no authority to do this at all without a congressional appropriation. Check this out. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would has to be an act of Congress. Well, how did he do it? The same way every kleptocrat, oligarch, you know, dictator has done anything. You know how they do it, Joe? They just do it. Yeah. But then there are rules. There are. Are rules rules if nobody obeys them? I've said to you often, the Constitution's just a piece of parchment. Oh, don't insult the Constitution. I'm not. It's the greatest governing document I've ever seen to place limitations on the mercenary behavior of men and women. But a Constitution only works if people have some some form of fidelity and loyalty to it. If you don't believe the Constitution works and you want to do what you want, then it doesn't. Man, it's that simple. I just showed you. Biden knows he can't do it and he's doing it anyway. Now, what would stop this? What would stop it would be an honest media who would go out and report and expose this. Oh, what can the media do? No, no, they have a lot of power, folks. If they actually were independent journalists, you'd see front page news claiming that, listen, you may support this program, but this is not authorized. This is unconstitutional and we should stop this now. They should report on it honestly, just like Nancy Pelosi just did, but they won't because they love the destruction of the Republic. That's their thing. Speaking of which, folks, as the Inflation Production Act, as the details of this start to now leak out, as the media and everyone else does their best to hide the Green New Deal, IRS bill that's going to hike your taxes and destroy uh, uh, and make inflation worse and destroy the value of the money of your wallet, more little deets are uh, starting to uh, sneak out into the media ecosystem about what was in the Inflation Reduction Act. Griff Jenkins was on Fox this year. Remember Solyndra? The government uh, solar-powered company, I say government because they got a massive loan from the Obama administration, Solyndra, to produce solar panels. Um, The money was lost, the money was gone, and the company basically went belly up. Well, what if I told you that that was a small sliver of what's in the Inflation Production Act, and you're about to see hundreds, if not thousands, of little baby cylinders creep up as your taxpayer dollars not only pay off your neighbor's student loan, your rich neighbor, by the way, Not only that, but your taxpayer dollars that you worked your ass off for are now going to go to finance a bunch of green energy boondoggles that likely won't make it. But the companies won't care because it's your money, not theirs. Here, listen to Griff Jenkins explain how Solyndra 2.0 is now right around the corner. Deep inside the Inflation Reduction Act on page 614, to be exact, is a major expansion of the kind of federal loan that Solyndra got a decade ago where they built the Obama administration for some half a billion dollars. Only this time, it's on a much larger scale, so much so that a former assistant energy secretary under the Clinton administration tells the New York Times it's a, quote, sleeping giant because of the massive amount 
account being made available now. Now, let's go back and recall the Energy Department's loan programs began under President George W. Bush in 2005. That paved the way for guys like Elon Musk and electrical vehicles. But they were exposed also for waste and fraud when Solyndra went bankrupt in 2011 after squandering $535 million in failed solar panel loans under the Obama administration. Now, what the Biden administration is doing is adding $100 billion to existing loan programs and adding up to $250 billion in new loan guarantees in an effort to greatly expand the EV market, solar panel use, and other clean energy transitions. So, you know, Solyndra, what is that, $500 million lost the Inflation Production Act? Hundreds of billions more headed to Solyndra-type projects? What could possibly go wrong? Now, whenever we need a explainer for the Pocahontas's and Nina Turners of the world who don't seem to understand or pretend not to understand basic cash flows from taxpayer to government back to other taxpayers after the government takes its own cut, we always go to either Thomas Sowell or Milton Friedman. Now, we've played this cut a couple times before, but this is a cut you need to show your friends, and it explains both stories. Why student loan forgiveness isn't forgiven, it's just you paying for your neighbor's student loan. And second, why the government lends money to people like Solyndra with your money and why it never works out. Because when the government takes other people's money and lends it to other people, they don't care about the cost of the loan because it's not their money and they don't care about the quality of the company either because it's not their money or their product. Listen to Milton Friedman on the four ways to spend money. This is arguably the most important economic clip you will ever watch in your life. It is evergreen. It is why government spending will never work because it can never work. Just fill in the blank on what the government spends money on. It will always be less efficient. We accept that loss of efficiency with our military and courts because of externality reasons. But it will never, government spending, ever be efficient. Listen to every second of this. And when you spend your own money on yourself, you're very careful of what you spend it on, and you make sure that you get the most for your dollar. And when you spend your own money on somebody else, you're very careful that you don't spend too much. You try to keep down the amount you spend, but you don't worry very much about what the other fellow is getting from it. You don't pay anything like as much attention to the gifts you buy for other people as to the things you buy for yourself. Or you can spend somebody else's money, as when you're spending the government's money. I say the government's money, the taxpayer's money, which the government has control of. Now you're spending somebody else's money. Let's say you're spending your boss's money. You're out to lunch on an expense account, but you're spending it on yourself. You're very careful that you get good, good, good things for your money. You try to have a good lunch and pick the right things, but you're not very much worried about whether... You get the cheapest, spend all you want, all you want <laughs> and you'll be careless. Now, what happens when you spend somebody else's money on somebody else? You're a, you're a distributor of welfare funds. Well, you're interested in making your own life as good as you can. You're not going to be anything like as careful in spending somebody else's money on somebody else. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the most important economic clip you'll ever see. You can take all the economics classes you want. You can be Jason Furman, Larry Summers, whatever, Democrats and all these other economists. It will never change the hard reality of what Milton Friedman just said. 
when you spend your money on yourself, cost and quality matter because it's your money. So the cost of what you're buying matters and the quality matters because you're buying something for yourself. When other people, the government, spend other people's money, the taxpayer, on other people, the cost doesn't matter because it's not your money. And the quality doesn't matter because you're not even buying a product for yourself. You're just giving it to other people to buy stuff. That will never, ever change. And no amount of spin or Jared Bernstein appearances on Fox News are going to change any bit of that. That's why these companies are going to go under. They don't care about the cost of the loan. It's not their money. And they don't even care about the quality of the company because it's not their company either. That's why Solyndra had its problems. All right. I want you to watch how they talk about money coming up next in this framing from Political Playbook. And I want to end with a video again of Fetterman, John Fetterman, who's just a total train wreck of a candidate in Pennsylvania. The Democrats have the worst crop of Senate candidates between Warnock, Ryan, and him. I've seen it a long time. I don't hear another word about the Republican candidates. The Democrats are a thousand times worse than any issues we have on the GOP side. I want you to listen to this. You'll see how they start framing federal budget deficits and money, how the left thinks about money, because this piece from Playbook is so important. Listen to this. The White House expects a plunging federal budget deficit this year, according to an estimate released on Tuesday. The details. The budget gap for fiscal 2022 will be an estimated $1 trillion. So you're like, $1 trillion? Wow, that's, that's, that's a lot of money. But no, not the way they frame it. $1.7 trillion less than the deficit last year and about $400 billion less than officials projected in March. According to the White House's mid-year budget update released Tuesday, this would be the lowest annual deficit since 2019, Joe, before the pandemic plunged the U.S. into a deep recession and prompted a wave of government spending to cushion the economy. You see what they do here? This is brilliant framing by the left. Other people spending, yes, scratching the head is correct. Other people spending other people's money on other people. This is how they do it. Spend a crap ton of money under the Trump and Obama administrations, by the way, which we shouldn't have done that either, right? And then when you spend a little less, despite the fact that it is a historic number, $1 trillion we don't have, you frame it as it could have been worse. It's obscene. Folks, it's obscene. We are going bankrupt, and the best they could do is, well, we could have gone bankrupt a lot faster, but we may have stopped it. All right, I want to get through this. I'm going to end with John Fetterman, the worst candidate in the country, by the way. This guy is just terrible, the Senate candidate. I don't want, again, I don't want to hear another word about GOP candidates having trouble. The crop this year on the, on the uh, Democrat side is so awful that Republicans, if we don't win these seats, I'm going to be deeply disappointed. You got to get out and vote, as I said in the beginning of the show. Just quick, um, remember the fact checkers attacking 2,000 mules? The movie providing, I think, conclusive evidence of mass ballot fraud. Yeah, sure. In the 2020 election. Remember that? So the fact checkers, what they did, folks, is they used cell phone data to track ballot mules who were going and picking up ballots and dropping them off in the ballot boxes multiple times, indicating that there may have been a very significant ballot harvesting operation going on to influence the 2020 election. Well, of course, the fact checkers, which want to hide any evidence of voter fraud because they love it, especially at factcheck.org, a known clown site. Robert Farley put this piece out, evidence gaps in 2000 mules. And he indicates in the piece that the technology basically isn't precise enough to place a cell phone in the vicinity of a Dropbox. And he says, right, you can read it yourself. So just to be clear, when it's addressing voter fraud, Robert Farley at the clown site, factcheck.org, contributing to the clownery, right, says, no, no, no. It's not precise enough cell phone tracking. I mean, we don't really know where these ballot mules went, which is kind of weird because I keep seeing these stories pop every day, like August 24th. This was yesterday. I just saw this today on social media from um, a local uh, news outlet. 
data from pings, one of the primary tools used by investigators looking for missing people. Pings from what? Oh, cell phones. So cell phones, definitely not precise enough to catch people going from a ballot harvesting location to a ballot box. No good, but definitely good enough to find a bunch of missing people for law enforcement. It's kind of weird. Weird how the technology, Joe, shuts itself off when it involves ballot mules. Strange. (laughs) Remember this from Vice, too? So lefties don't like the idea that cell phone data could be used to track people to abortion clinics. So the lefties, Vice article, data brokers selling location data, people who visit abortion clinics. How would you know that? I thought it wasn't precise enough to indicate where you stop. You just said that. Robert Farley, factcheck.org. So again, just to straighten this whole thing out, cell phone data is precise enough to locate missing people. Precise enough for the Supreme Court to claim, John Roberts said it's like an ankle monitor. And precise enough to track people into abortion clinics. But definitely not precise enough to track you to a ballot box. Makes perfect sense, of course, if you're Pocahontas and Nina Turner. There's a great article by Base Politics in the newsletter today, by the way, assailing fact checkers and their stupidity, saying, imagine fact checkers throughout history, how history would be far different if these idiots were involved. Remember Obama? If you like your plan, you could keep your plan, which turned out to be false. Jack Hunter in this piece at Base Politics says, imagine if a Facebook warning had appeared on that and fact checkers existed back in 2009. Now he lied. People had their plans canceled. He included This would be the warning on Facebook. Independent fact checkers have found that this and similar posts are missing context. Obama administration officials have assured Americans that they'll be able to keep their health plans and their doctors. History would be far different if these agitprop losers like Robert Farley and the factcheck.org staff were in charge of writing history. All right, let me end with this, uh, Fetterman. Folks, again, the worst U.S. Senate candidate I have ever seen a guy who has lived his entire life, he is the Democrat nominee in Pennsylvania off daddy's salary, claiming hilariously that Dr. Oz is the elitist. Fetterman made his uh, first campaign stop in a while yesterday, spoke for about five minutes, appeared to be less, and took no questions whatsoever. Here is the most profound, deepest, most impactful moment from John Fetterman's uh, really amazing speech. He lit it up yesterday. Check this out. Thank you very much. No, no, not that's the wrong. That's the wrong cut, Joe. You cut the wrong. That was that's not the right one. I wasn't the, the sure. part where he he went. <laughs> no, that I'm not I'm messing with. That is that. It's the best part. The speech was a total train wreck. He's out there uh, with his. He, the guy clearly doesn't work out. Has ever worked out a day in his life? It's clear as day. He's got these little penciled in. Like he's got some weird looking shorts on. His Carhartt that Daddy bought him again, trying to pretend like he's a man of the middle class. This is John Fetterman, folks. The shorts, the shorts. All right, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it, folks. Be sure to set your DVR for my show this weekend on Filter on Fox 9 p.m. I really appreciate it. And subscribe to our podcast if you wouldn't mind. We'd appreciate it. Apple, Spotify, and rumble.com slash Bongino. We put a lot of work into the video show. We appreciate you checking it out. Thanks a lot. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.